Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to On the Record with your host, Ashram Lux Lucis. All right, welcome to another episode of On the Record. I am your host, Ashram Lux Lucis, and today we have a very special guest in house. Please welcome Linda Perry. Hello. I am Great Linda to have Perry. you, Linda. Yeah, tell us a little <laughs> bit. Tell us uh, who you are. Um, I'm an Aries. I enjoy walking <laughs> around Los Angeles. I wear hats. I have hair. And I produce music. I write songs for a lot of different types of people. And um, I enjoy life pretty much all around. Awesome. So tell us about that little girl with a dream. Did you always want to be in music? What what gave you your start? Well, I think that for me it was I pretty much um, just kind of had that thing where I know a lot of people will relate to this when I say this, but you kind of just know you're special. There's something different about you. And um, mm-hmm. I... Uh, just always kind of felt like everything was going to be okay. And I was always pretty creative and imaginative, but honestly wasn't, I didn't know it was music. I actually like, I wanted to be a, a tennis player at some point. And huh. um, I, I really enjoyed playing tennis a lot. So I thought I could have been like, you know, an awesome tennis player, but um, <laughs> I decided that that wasn't going to be my gig. And, um, when I moved to San Francisco, it kind of all, you know, I was 20, 21. I mean, I did a lot of drugs in San Diego, did a lot of crazy stuff and uh, lived life and was good. It was bad. It was a lot of things. And then when I moved to San Francisco, it kind of all clicked together. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a rock star. That's it. So I just perceived, I pursued, I just what I proceeded, sorry, from there and just went after it. Cool. Now, is that when you formed Four Non Blondes and went with that? Well, Four Non Blondes, I didn't form. Four Non Blondes okay. um, really was a band already. There's three of them. They were just called something else. And then um, I was doing shows around San Francisco and developing a you know pretty good name for myself. As a you know, I was just on my guitar, just solo acoustic, and I was opening up for a lot of people, and and then the band saw me, and they were looking for a new singer, and um, and they asked me to come to their rehearsal or come to one of their shows, and I wasn't really that impressed, and I was like, well, I'm kind of into doing what I'm doing, and then. The bass player Krista said, "Just come to one more of our shows and then decide, and or come to rehearsal, something like that." And then I went to a rehearsal, and it was fun to hang out with other people. I'd never been in a band before, so that part was interesting. And so I joined the band, but only sang their songs. I didn't want to bring any of my songs in because my songs, I still had my solo thing going on that I I thought was great and. You know, so after I saw I somebody videotape, we started getting really popular, and somebody videotaped one of our shows, and I was like, oh, okay, we're actually not that bad. So then I started bringing in my songs, and then that's when we actually really exploded. Oh, awesome. Okay. So About we had how kind long? of like this kind of country punk thing going on at first, and I would just get drunk and run around the stage, and there's no depth to it whatsoever it was just fun being drunk and stupid on stage and 
So when I brought my songs in, they were just deeper. They were, you know, they're more song songs, you know, and and had a little more, you know, had more feeling and more depth to it. And um, and then it just kind of like you could see right away that people really responded to that. Yeah. And were you still running around drunk when you were performing your songs or did you kind of take a different path and think, oh, maybe I should, you know, put a little more into it at this point? I don't know, man. It was the 90s, you know, like you just, there's a lot of shit going on and you just kind of wanted to be stupid and drunk. So, I mean, back in the, honestly, the 90s, it was, you know, cool to be fucked up and drunk and on heroin and all that stuff because it made you more of an artist. So I don't know, maybe I was just being dumb to be dumb. So yes, I still drink and I dabbled in a lot of things, but I've always been, you know, uh, should I say, uh, adventurous in the, in that area, in the partying. I wouldn't call it partying because I didn't, I didn't think it was partying. I was, I was just experimenting with different you know, feelings in your body that make you do different things when you're altered. You know, it hit a point where we opened up for Aerosmith and they said that there's no alcohol or drugs allowed on that tour. And I took that to heart, very serious. And then I made, you know, we all committed, but I got everybody to say, you know, to not drinking And we stayed true to that for two months. And that pretty much kicked me off in that because I was like, oh, I can still be creative. I can still be crazy on stage. And actually, I'm way better as a sober fucked up person than as a fucked up (laughs) fucked up person. So, you know, I was like, okay, I can do this. So that's kind of when I really kind of cleaned it up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
five years and my life feels still Time to get up that great big healer of hope For a destination And we're back on the record did you see Steven Tyler or Aerosmith, anybody in Aerosmith, kind of acting as maybe a mentor for you when you were on that tour with them and kind of clicking it into your reality there that, oh, you don't need to be messed up to be creative? Um, yeah. Steven um, was awesome. He was like, I was following him around with, uh, you know, taking notes. I had a pad and a pencil, and I walked around. And we walked the, the stadium halls together, and he would just talk. And I would actually, and I'm not lying, I would write things down that he would say because he was just such a sweet and open, honest, generous man, you know, and is. He is a very open, you know, sweet, generous man. And um, he just, his, his his being just wants to give. And 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 I I... There, there, that that was priceless. If we never sold one record, it didn't, it didn't matter to me. You know, being on that tour was priceless. There was nothing that could gain the information or give me the information that I needed at that moment. You know, like, you know, life gives you what you need. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I needed that tour. And because it wasn't about getting on stage and performing, it was about learning you know, about this business and this life and this passion that was growing inside me because, you know, I, I, I had something and I still wasn't sure what it was. I just knew it was a monster inside me and I needed to understand what to do with it, you know, and, and Stephen was great about, you know, telling me business things and record company stuff and personal things and why he's sober now and why he was drinking then or doing drugs or, what it did to him, what it continues to, you know, like just really great. And so, yeah, he definitely was my mentor and he's a very good friend of mine still today. I can call him up and it still freaks me out, you know, when I'm talking to him on the phone and it's, you know, <laughs> Steven Tyler's voice. Yeah. And even though I've known him for years, I'm still like flustered and just like a fan and, you know, wiping the sweat off my brow, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm talking to Steven Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed his balls one time on, on the red carpet and I couldn't help it. It was just sticking out and I don't, you know, those things that you just do, you know, and you see yourself doing it, but you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're temporarily possessed. It's like I just bulging and we were having fun on the red carpet and I just grabbed his dick, you know, and squeezed it. And he just laughed. They got it on camera, and he texted me that night. It's like, you know, I'm going to make sure that is all over the place, you know. And I'm like, I know. I'm sure you will. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I grabbed Stephen Tyler. Nice. <laughs> nice. That, that can be your uh, tombstone epitaph. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, I want a Pulitzer surprise, you know, but I grabbed <laughs> Steven Tyler's penis in my hand and squeezed it hard. Did he jump? No, obviously. He's, just he's so used to it, used huh? To that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. What uh, What do you think was the one um, key nugget of information that he gave you, if you can single it down to one nugget? Well, in in general – his whole thing and you know and I was I'm like this anyways but it really stayed true in my heart and he's like you know he said two things letting go the 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 more we start to let go the closer we will get to the truth Mm. you know and that's just that's just a great statement you know the more you let go closer we get to the truth and that that's just that is a, a very very true statement and i use that all the time i share that with other people and you know i think that's the one thing he that really stuck with me he's just, he's just all about honesty and saying with your integrity and it just 
you know, at that time, it was just something that really I needed to hear because, honestly, during this moment, through this tour, as awesome as it was, I was finding myself getting very unhappy in the situation I was in. I wasn't 100% happy with being in the band, not for them, had nothing to do with them personally. It was just my journey didn't feel like mine. I felt like I was on a journey with a bunch of other people and I, and I wasn't planning on that. You know, Mm, I was planning on going on this adventure on my own, you know, so it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, when he said, stay with your integrity, be who you are, it did sink in. And I, that's when it all started kind of, hmm, wow, do I want to be in this band? And then the, the, the wheels started turning. So what was the next steps you took then after you kind of made this well, awareness? It, it, was, it was just I, I needed to know what my feelings were because I, I was unclear why I was unhappy because I mean, mm. we got on this amazing tour that we wanted, um, and our records are, you know, flying out the doors. You know, we have a number one song on the radio. Everything's great. Um, we're touring all over. We're getting platinum records all over the world. And, you know, being on this tour was the beginning of all that, you know, and because after we left that tour, we just started headlining on our own and I mean selling out like major places like it was a huge and it and and I kept on going I kept on having this feeling like why am I unhappy and stay true to who you are the close more you let go the, you know like all this and you, you know who are you stay with your integrity just make sure you're doing things for the right reason and um this is all going through my mind and so by the end of our run and we started you know, working on our next record, I sat with the band and I told them I'm really unhappy. I don't think I can do this anymore. And um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help you guys, you know, continue and finish this record, but I cannot continue in this band anymore. And everybody literally thought I was crazy, you know, like what, you know, we're going to have a massive second record. The label is like, you know, you're crazy. We sold 7 million records and, you know, and that was big. That was big for, you know, that time. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, uh, I had the, the music, the, the, the label was very happy with the songs that I had written. I wasn't, you know, um, and, you know, like, there was nothing wrong with the picture. It was just, it wasn't the picture I wanted. I wanted to figure out who I was, and and I felt like I still had a lot of growing to do. And honestly, the truth, too, I, I just, I wasn't really into people telling me what to do and play when mm-hmm. I was told to play. I didn't like pictures. I don't like interviews. I, I didn't like any of that stuff, and I was too, I wasn't evolved enough. I was too... um uh, should I say too selfish? I was too selfish to give what I needed to give. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to give it up, you know, and and be so selfless, you know. I, I didn't want to be of service to anybody yet. I, I still was trying to figure out my own shit. And um that's what happened. So I left the band and all hell went cuckoo and like I said, people just thought I was kind of crazy. And, you know, what's wrong with this girl? Why would she leave the band at this moment? And, you know, she can totally prove that she's more than just one song. And the way it all was, it was all set up. But I didn't really care. I didn't need to prove. And, I, you know, I didn't care. Yeah. People call me one-hit wonder still today. And I'm like, it's, really, I'm not, though. You know, I don't care. You can call me whatever <laughs> you want. I know what the truth is. You know, it's like so... It's like, you know, that stuff never affected me. Yeah. So it's like, I don't need to prove anything to anybody, you guys. I just need to prove to myself that I know who I am. And, and in Four Non Blondes, I just didn't know who I was. And I felt yeah. like it was a lie. I was lying. And my intention would have only been purely for money. 
and success, and I don't operate like that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ashton Luxlusis, host of On the Record on the EWN Radio Network. With aligning with North America's number one resource for connecting and promoting women in business positively influence your business profile and success? Does the idea of positioning your product or service as champion of an exceptional international online platform tailored to women in business sound lucrative? Do you want collaborations with high-caliber, like-minded, like-hearted women in business? On-the-record sponsorship opportunities will provide you with just that and more. Over half a million women business owners and corporate professionals connected, 1,500-plus women's business events yearly, and the largest four-day international conference produced annually. Over a quarter million monthly listeners are eager to learn about your business. Call Tammy Markham at 512-914-3952. That's 512-914-3952 to secure your sponsorship spots today. And we're back on the record. In making all these decisions, was there a part of you that was thinking, yeah, maybe I am crazy to give this up and... No, or were you just you were just so into you knew that this was no, the thing to do. Never, yeah. never. I, I, I'm the kind of girl. Once I say something, once I do something, once it's in my mind, once it's in my heart, it's done. I don't look back. Like I've just been at my, I had this awesome studio for 15 years. It's it's my place. It's my thing. It's my. It's a an extension of who I am. I've made so many great records there and 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 it's awesome and then one day i decided you know since my son showed up that i needed to simplify my life and i want to be in his life more and not just in this studio that like it started feeling like you know an ego that was keeping me there i mean because it's massive it's like you know it's like a, probably a, a a mid mid-aged man buying a red ferrari you know what i mean it's like mm. It, you know, but I've had this for 15 years, but it's just like, but it, it started taking me over. Like, look at my big dick, you know, and, you know, <laughs> look how impressive I am, you know, and look at this, look at that. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That now, now it's not healthy. The, my, my, it wasn't feeling healthy for me anymore. So I decided um, I was going to move out of it, lease it. I wasn't going to sell it, but then some really great guy came, you know, said, I, I love your studio. I want to buy it. And it just felt right. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll sell it. And I sold it. I mean, I walked out. That was it. You know, there's no looking back for me. I don't ever feel like I've made mistakes. You know, I've just been living my life. And yes, are there things that we would, you know, I shouldn't have done? Sure. But I wouldn't go and change it because it was obviously part of my journey. So when I walk yeah. away, I walk away. There's no coming back for me. Wow, that's great. That's that's an awesome place to be because it. I think it sort of forces you to just kind of live in the moment in a way, you know, which is all yeah, that we no. really have, you know. Um, I'm I'm definitely a reactive person, but I'm also really trying, you know, because it, it, that's good in some ways and it's bad and for me mm-hmm. to be reactive to, you know, um, people, you know, because I do react. Yeah. I have a very hot tempered, you know, you know, I, I have that thing. I, I attack. <laughs> if I feel threatened, I attack. And, mm. and sometimes the threat could be just me and the way I'm interpreting somebody else's words. Yeah. You know, it's not actually them, you know, and I think that's a lot of things that we really have to stop and think about, you know, again, going into our social media, our texting, how many times have you yourself or have heard of your friend or somebody getting all upset through text, like arguing on text? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you you argue on text, like by an email, because you're, it's, isn't it really the tone you are taking? You know, it's really a matter of who we are at that moment. Are we mm-hmm. reading the text? Yeah. I can make right. you the villain or the hero, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like that's the that's the part of reaction that I think that we really need to just really be careful of as human beings, you know, because we do react. 
on a non-personal level. Like we're re- we were reacting through media, through through emails, through text, through Twitter. You know, like reading people's responses or or statements as some personal direct threat to you when it could be, hey, that person just had a bad day or the lady that just cut you off, her baby could be, you know, swallowed something and she could be hurrying to the hospital. But we don't think yeah. of those things. And then you get yeah. all angry and then you carry that angry until whenever you choose to let it go. You know, like right. we really, really overreact about everything right now because that's the state we're in. We're we're ready to attack people and be so yeah. negative because that's what's being portrayed out in the media right now. It's yeah. cool to be negative. It's mm-hmm. cool to be reacting. It's mm-hmm. cool to be judgmental. It's really sad. That's what it is. It's not cool at all. It's sad. Right. We'll be right back. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Whether you are in business for yourself and you're a startup or you're a big company and you've been around for a while or if you're just an individual that needs a website, you have probably already learned it can be pretty crazy and stressful to make a website that meets the demands of today's consumer. From hard-to-use site builders to expensive web developer costs, here at For the King, our basic custom web design and hosting starts at just $37. You heard us right, a fully custom site for $37. Head to our website at www.fortheking.co. Once again, that's www.fortheking.co. K-I-N-G.co. And we're back on the record. I want to talk a little bit about your studio. How did you get into production? Um, the production was more like, you know, in my time in the studio not knowing what was going on and not knowing why things didn't sound good to me or why things sounded good it was just me trying to educate myself with every producer or engineer or anybody in the studio that would answer a question I would ask that's how I learned and because I wanted more control and I had ideas that other people weren't coming up with and so I just thought you know well why not I'll just figure it out myself and that's kind of what I did I just started buying equipment and figuring it out on my own. And, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I just turn knobs until it sounds good to my ear, and that's about all I can go on, you know. And I think I'm pretty good at it, and I come up with really great sounds. And um, I'm actually a lot more out there and twisted than people think, but I can't – it's like, you know, there's so much you can do when you want people that, you know, work with people that just want to be on the radio. So I kind of got out of that you know, and not focusing on radio and all that stuff as much and focusing now more on people that just want to make great music and, and make great albums. Hmm. Yeah. What What are some of the things that you will look for when you're wanting to work with a new band or artist? I'm really into my, I have an artist named Hemming right now. I did a great record with her. She's going out on tour with um, Chris Cornell. And I'm really excited about her because the record's really raw. I just kept it true to who she is. Didn't overdo anything. I love her. I really do. I'm, I'm a fan. You know, so I'm not just saying this to plug her. I just really love her as, a, as yeah. an artist. She's genuine. She's true. Um, 
I, you know, I'm, you know, I to stay current is really hard for me, but I'll say like, um, you know, um, I don't even know if Radiohead has made a current record, but I, I love Radiohead. I love Bat for Lashes. Um, I love uh, Sia. I think she's amazing. I think she's just a great, phenomenal artist. Um, I, I um, um, you know, White Stripes and Eagles of Death Metal. I don't even know if they put out a new record out, but um, Queens of Stone Age I, I, I love. Um, so there's like a lot of random, you know, This Morning Jacket I, I like. I You know, I like stuff that Pharrell does. Um um, Danger Mouse. I, I I really am into whatever he's doing. I'm really into it. I, I think he's really versatile. And um, you know, so it's like to me, I'm really into people who are just kind of going outside of the box. Like I, I totally applaud Miley for doing this. You know, record. It's it's you know, I listen to it, and there's really great songs on there. And I and and I, I have to applaud her for that. And and I, I love the whole mentality of, hey, you can't complain about it. If I gave it to you for free, it's like awesome, you know. Um, uh, you know, I applaud Taylor Swift for fighting uh, the iTunes and, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I might not love every song that she puts out, but I do believe, I believe her. You know, like sometimes for me, I don't have to like what you're doing musically but if i believe it i'm a total fan Mm. like i i like believing in people i want i want them to convince me that i should buy this and there's a lot of albums that i'll buy just because i believe that that's what they that's what they do you can't Mm. you can't put someone down for doing what they actually really do you know, yeah. like, can you not be a fan of somebody who's just doing it to make money and to follow a trend? Yeah. You just don't buy the album. You just don't listen to it, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm an, I'm open when it comes to music. You give it to me, sell me on it and let me hear the passion and, and believe you. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll buy it and I'm a fan. Yeah. What steps do you take once you've got, an artist or band that you're working with um, to get them ready for the studio? Do you help co-write with them or do you take their songs and sort of scum or what's your process? Um, My process is whatever they need is what I do. You know, so if someone Mm -hmm. needs me to help them write a song, I'm glad to do that. If someone needs me to hear their song and help them go to another level, then I'm glad to do that as well. If someone wants to go lay out by the pool and drink margaritas and they want me to do the song, I'll do that as well. You know, but, um, you know, I have to at least, if it's that case, I have to at least meet them. I have to at least like them and feel like there's something, a connection, Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't write songs for people. I don't want to do that. It's not my. Uh, it's not my intention. It's not my goal. My goal is yeah. to collaborate and get the best out of the person. But sometimes people are just artists, and they don't. Um, they're not writers. You know, mm-hmm. they just want to sing. Like you know, some people just are great at singing other people's songs, and you have to commend that. That's another part of being an artist. Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. was good for that. Bette Midler did stuff like that. You know, although Barbara Streisand could write songs, she didn't want to. She made an incredible career out of singing other people's songs. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't really diss those things, you know. Um, not everybody has to write their songs. But you can be an artist and other But I, I have to connect to them at least, you know. So okay. yeah. you can go sit by your pool and drink a margarita, but let me see if there's anything... It, deep about you or anything I can connect to before you, you dive in. And so, um, but that's how I like to work. I just like to find the the truest version of that person and help them, you know, um, get that out. <laughs>
working with artists like Pink and Christina Aguilera and and people like that? Um, well, just different people, you know. Alicia is, um, you know, it's it's just it's two different types of artists, two different directions. You know, you, there's a hardness and uh, around Alicia regarding like she's very. Um, She's, you know, um, I think that she's just, well, they're both explorers. You know, like I have to say that about Christina, too. So, I mean, I guess different personalities, but they, at the end of the day, are trying to get to the same thing. Christina's really great about opening up. So is Alicia. I mean, I create great with both of them. Um, I've had my drama with both of them. I mean, it's like, you know, like. There's been there's definitely a relationship with both of them, but they're completely different personalities. on the horizon what's what's going on with you now 
Well, right now, um, like I said, I've moved my studio, and so I'm here getting that together, and so I can start working. Um, I have a bunch of artists on my, you know, calendar, but um, I'm not really one to talk about people until it's done. Like, Mm -hmm. there's been too many records I worked on, and then talked about it and then all of a sudden that person decided they didn't want to be an artist anymore and they want to go sell shoes you know like so mm-hmm. now I just button it up I'm working I'm you know I'm happy um and I, I feel like my career is just starting like that's the beauty beautiful thing about life right now for me it's like um my wife and and you know her kids my stepkids um, we did this album together and we're called Deer Sounds and we wrote a children's album and it's really, really great. I love it. It comes out, I think, September 18th. I just shot a video for one of the songs at home. You know, we're just doing it all ourselves. The kids sing on it. They wrote lyrics on it. And um, it's a really great album. And I'm really, it's it's my friends, my, my total, like, um, a music uh, snob friends like heard it and they're like, this is literally my most favorite thing you've ever done, you know? And I'm all really, because it's so free. I wasn't trying to get on the radio. wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to impress anybody. It came, my intention was solely to do this record because it felt good. And these were the songs that I was singing when my son was born. You know, I just started Mm -hmm. writing these songs you know, singing them to him and recording them on my iPhone, just a little jibbers here, a little jabber there, and, and then turned them into songs. And the kids helped me with some lyrics here and there. And it turned into this really fun, great children's album that adults will like as well. And um, and it's great. I mean, it really is great. And so we're excited about that. We're going to start doing a bunch of press. And, and so that's what that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm moving my studio right now and I'm enjoying my son and my family right now, you know. And so that's what life is ha- is is presenting to me. Yeah. Now, how do you maintain balance between everything? Well, I'm learning that, you know, my son's 6 months old and but you know, I've also been in um my stepkids' lives for, you know, 4 years and and um and 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 it's like you know they they really taught me how to be present and um patient and it's a continuing process and um i you know that's why i left my other studio because i was there too much and it like this new studio they can be here more like they could be out swimming in the pool while i'm recording you know and mm-hmm. so it's more family um, there's just more of a family feeling here and, um, I'm really excited about that. And so I, I'm finding balance right now and I'm making drastic steps to simplify my life and get as grounded as I possibly can and get as close to my truth as possible. And, um, and so I can be a great parent and a great daughter and a great wife and a great sister and a great friend, a great human. I just want to be a, I just want to be a great human. And, and, and I'm working all on all of that. And, and I'm trying to find balance with all of that. And I can't just find balance with, you know, being a great parent and being a great, you know, songwriter. It's like, it Mm -hmm. all goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It all has to be hand in hand because you, it, that that's where the balance because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Do you are you inside of any kind of meditation practice or any kind of um, like a morning ritual or anything like that? Well, I do meditation. Me and Sarah do meditation. Um, I have my. I love walking, so I walk a lot, and and roads will again walk with me and. And that's really therapeutic. Him and I will just walk, you know, like two miles and and just, you know, well, he can't talk, but we just don't talk. And, <laughs> and it's just quiet and he's just taking in the world and and um, it's really sweet. And I do yoga and when I can, I was doing yoga, but since the pregnancy and the baby just haven't had 
as much time to fit that into my schedule, but I'm working it back in because I do love it and I, I'll do it on my own, but I, I definitely need my teacher. And, um, and, you know, I ask questions, you know, a lot to, to discover new things about me and, and I'm just trying to be as honest as possible. And that is very therapeutic and, and, um, you know, I, I like to sit in silence and, and, uh, again, I'm just I observe and and I'm I'm a very honest person and I don't I think the best to me meditation and and therapy is just as again the truer you are the better it's going to be and better it's going to feel because then I don't have to I don't have to worry about the lies or the stress or the the trying to impress or make somebody happy or the guilt or you know what I mean like. Once mm-hmm. all that stuff is gone, there's a lot of free space mm-hmm. to develop and evolve into something greater. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Do you like to travel? Would you like to travel more frequently? How about even having your own personal travel agent, including having 24-7 access to a very user-friendly website to book your travel as well? Look no further than Discount Travel Vacation. Robert Hernandez Jr. is a certified travel consultant and can help you with any of your travel needs. Anything from travel transportation by air, train, or car through well-known companies you have probably used at some time in your life. Also, pages and pages of hotels to choose from that you would normally stay at. The differences in booking your travel with Discount Travel Vacation is the one-on-one care you get from having your own personal travel agent, to the very engaging website to book your travel through, to the many discounts you will have access to. There are also lots of other travel options to choose from, such as vacation packages and cruises. Do not delay. Check out his site today, discounttravel.pacation.com. And we're back on the record. Uh, What's been, like, the hardest lesson for you over your whole career span here? And how do you think it shapes your life? I'm still, I'm still, it's, it, you know, I'm still in school, you know, I'm still like going through the lessons. And again, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see things as, as mistakes or regrets or, Mm. you know, oh, I fucked up. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm alive. And as long as I'm alive, I will be learning a lesson and there'll be a greater one tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. As long as I'm willing and open to evolve, the lessons will just keep coming. So there's no one greater lesson because I'm still, it's, I haven't had the tomorrow's lesson and I haven't had the one after that. And so mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just soaking up life and, and doing the best with the information as I can. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, to, trying to take it in so I can be the best service to people. Because when we really think about it, most of our decisions, if we're making them for ourselves, it's quite different than we're making decisions that how is this decision I'm going to make benefit the people around me. Mm-hmm. So there's those decisions. And then there's decisions that we make 
that, you know, can be more selfish, that are just about you. So I try to, you know, make decisions that have a bigger, um, uh, that, that, that are more like about the people in my life, the people that I'm going to meet, because I find that when I do things that way, it always comes back to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it always yeah. helps me. So um, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm really, really focusing a lot on that. And I catch myself in a lot of ways, you know, like something, again, like I said, I'm very reactive and I catch myself a lot lately, you know, stopping myself from being, you know, a dick and, and just doing something just to spite, you know, because mm-hmm. I will do things. I will, I will let the whole ship go down just to prove a point. You know, I've been like that in the past, and mm-hmm. that serves nothing. It strokes my ego. But what good is an ego when you're drowning? Mm-hmm. You know, so I now stop and go look at the bigger picture and watch the movie before I'm, I make have the reaction. Let's watch this movie, Linda. Your normal movie would be this. Now, okay, that's not sexy. Now let's let's watch the other movie. How it plays <laughs> out, you know? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's way sexier. Oh, that's 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 more of a comedy, a dramedy, or whatever. That's great. I like that one. This one is yeah. just, you know, you know, that's that's bad. That's a kamikaze suicide mission right there, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. let's not do that one. Yeah, yeah. What do you attribute to this mindset? Um, life, life, you yeah. know, just, again, just, it's just me being open and and, yeah. and the universe giving me this gift to do that. Like, there's, uh, trust me, there's not a lot of people that, you know, think this way or can do, you know, live life in this manner. There's tons that can, but there's a lot that, mm-hmm. that, that can't. And, yeah. um, and I just feel so grateful that, you know, something, you know, something opened my mind. It could have been an acid I took. <laughs> I don't know. Or it could just be that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, when I was a kid, I, I thought I was special. And maybe that's just how I'm special. Maybe the yeah. songwriting is nothing. Maybe that's not how I'm special. The song, maybe what it, my gift is, is that I'm open. And I really, I really do, really do want to be, you know, a good person. I really yeah. do. And I don't think I'm 100% there. I'm on my way. But really, that's who I'm trying to be. And and you don't need recognition for that. Now, mm-hmm. do I love fame? Do I love success? And do I want to win my Lifetime Achievement Award? Yes. And I will. And I will have those achievements. And I will, I will let my ego take that in. And But what I won't do is celebrate on my own. I will celebrate every single thing in my life that helped me get to that point. So don't yeah. get me wrong. I do have an ego and I do want those things that are material, but, but it's, uh, you know, I think those things are healthy. It's healthy to want that, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. it's, what you do with it is the other part, like how you mm-hmm. run around. Like I have tons of awards, you know, where they're sitting and uh, and uh, I don't even actually know where they are. They're in some like warehouse <laughs> or storage. They're not to be seen in my house. They were never to be seen in my studio. They've never been hanging on a wall ever. They've always been put away because I don't need that to tell me that I'm good. Mm. Yeah. But I want, I want certain things. Like I want my Grammys. I want my. Oscar and I want my Lifetime Achievement Award and whatever else I can get, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep. And there's no reason why you can either, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'll go be a great person and have an Oscar too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Linda, we are nearing the end, so I okay. usually ask my my guests, if they have any final words of wisdom they would like to share with our listeners. I feel like this whole conversation had so many sound bites. <laughs> I would be 
I would be making it up at this point. Um, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I, I only speak with non-thought, you know, and now you're asking me to think of something and it just doesn't work well with me. What Linda and thinking don't go together. So I, I will leave it at, I think I, I believe I gave you an honest interview and I would hope that you'll be able to use that. And I hope somebody will find some wisdom in any of the bullshit that I just said. Well, folks, that wraps up another episode of On the Record. Tune in next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.